0: Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's New Stand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is December 24th, 2022. Christmas Eve. Ho, ho, ho. Um, I didn't really have a better intro here, but hopefully this episode finds you well. Hopefully, you know, I'm giving you the gift of edutainment and podcasting. Yay, yummy! Um, <laughs> uh, before we get into the news, we can talk about me a little bit. Uh, not too much to report, though. In between episodes, uh, let's see. I didn't work. Yeah, we already discussed that. You know, so we're we're now on you know Christmas break, if you will. I'm probably not working yet till Tuesday, so that's fun. I tried the roads out today. I was like, okay, let's try to get gas. Let's see what the streets look like. And um, for here in Cincinnati, not too good right now. They're still uh, still working on it. Um, you know, at least you can see a little bit of the lanes. You can, you know, get some traction on the road for the most part. But I uh, didn't feel too good about it. And it was weird because um, my side streets were better than the main streets. And that was a little bit blah. But um, I got some McDonald's. So that's uh, probably the food corner for the day. I got a McDonald's breakfast, uh, hot cakes, a bacon and cheese biscuit, which for some reason is so hard for some people to ring up. And I always feel bad, but I'm always also annoyed because I'm just like, why is it so difficult? Like, I would, I, And sometimes it, I get that it doesn't roll off the tongue. Like people just go, oh, OK, yeah, bacon and cheese biscuit. And it's like, no or they go bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. It's like, no, or they think I meant that. And I'm like, no, it's not what I meant. So, you know, I get that I get tongue-tied over it and all that, but that's always an issue. So, um, then what else do I get? I was I get a, um, sausage McMuffin. Um, so I keep it pretty cheap. I try to. Um, and a hash brown and a large Coke. Okay, so that's all about, like, $10 or whatever, but it's not too bad. <laughs> So I ate that and uh, skedaddled my way on home. I think I'm more or less in for the day. Um, I'm hoping the streets are better because uh, I got a Christmas dinner to go to tomorrow. Uh, but I still should be able to see you guys for a Christmas episode. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that it'll be too dra- uh, jazzy or anything like that. But, you know, at least can you, know, you can hang out while I'm telling you some news. A little bit of extras. Um, but speaking of the news, uh, we can get into it. I'll start off with an article I got from the Associated Press. Three dead in Kurdish center shooting in Paris, suspect arrested. Now in this article, they don't list the name of the suspect, but he is a 69 year old Paris man. Um, he had been jailed previously, um, like, this was earlier this month, um, for attacking migrants living in tents. I believe in that incident he had a saber and he was, like, slashing at tents, yelling at people. Um, and it was, like, a very, you know, racially motivated situation. It's seemingly that what took place, um, at this, uh, Curtis Cultural Center on Friday was similar. Um, he had, I believe, a pistol and, um... He shot I think a total of six people three were killed three were wounded of those wounded I believe one was serious condition the other two were were not um, now in terms of like is this a focused uh, Curtis incident I think that that's being you know investigated right now but um, it has gotten a reaction people have kind of taken to the streets um, and there have been Kurdish you know people in the Kurdish community have called it a terrorist act. Um, also there has been uproar against the Turkish government from, you know, people in the Kurdish community in Paris, um, you know, more or less just, you know, talking about the situations going on there, violence going on in Turkey, uh, you know, oppression, oppression of their people, stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, all in all, it means definitely a really scary thing to happen, um, really sad situation. You know, people were just out and about, and then this just literally just takes place. Um, someone who you know didn't reveal their identity or anything said, like the guy he, they witnessed it. Said the guy was like really calm. Um, he suffered a head injury, but was apprehended alive. Um, so yeah, I mean, just a really sad scene. Uh, you know, my condolences go to the families involved, people involved. Um, let's see. Is anything else I wanted to cover here? No, there are more details, but, you know, didn't want to get too weeded in there. Um, if there is any updates, though, I'll definitely try to round back and cover it. Uh, let's see. Another from the Associated Press. German court convicts 97-year-old ex-secretary at Nazi, Nazi camp? Nazi. Ooh, why can I not say Nazi? Uh, at Nazi camp. Um let's see, Ermgard Furncher, Furncherner, Furn- we tried, <laughs> uh, she was uh, accused of being part of the apparatus that helped uh, the camp function, uh, this was uh, a Nazi Struthof concentration camp, um, and she was a secretary at this um, camp, uh, and I mean, I think people can look at this um, in several ways. I know we did just recently, you know, we literally last episode covered Harvey Weinstein and his situation. He's an old man. People could be like, "Well, wow, you're really like gonna like, you know, really put this old man under the jail, da 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 da." And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, so in that situation, totally." Um, and in this situation, I also understand someone, you know, or or people being like, "Yo, yeah, put this person, maximize their holsons, especially in a situation where, you know." She was trying to initially evade capture. Um and they did wind up catching her and you know, she wound up having to face trial. Um now she was given a um two year suspended sentence. Um this was handed down by the Etsyho State Court in Northern Germany. Um let's see. She was alleged to have aided and abetted Those in charge of the camp in the systematic killing of those imprisoned there between June 1943 and April 1945, and her function as a stenographer and typist in the camp's and the camp commandant's office. Um, let's see, let's see, but I mean, with a you know suspended sentence, essentially, it's just she's convicted and just like the whole title and, and process like you know it's it's of record that she was a part of this that she did do this and she was found guilty she's not gonna like serve any time she's just gonna you know spend the rest of her life outside of jail uh which i personally think is okay i know that you know sentences can be very you know rough i mean granted we're talking in a european prison, so it's a little different when we're talking like germany or something uh but you know i I, I can also understand if someone was like no like this is what they did still was a you know an issue um also i believe that they charged her under and this is something to kind of put into thought that they charged her as a minor and it's like what do you mean she's 97 years old well she was a minor at the time of the incident and so that's where they took it back to to charge her so i think that was something that they also factored in as well um So, you know, I, I, I get both perspectives on that. You know, I think where I land is like, I think this is just, um, I don't think there's really a big need to throw the book at this person. Um, they did, um, let's see, um, in, her, in her closing statement, Fernchner, I'm going to go with Fernchener, uh said she was sorry for what had happened and regretted that she had been at Strudhoff at the time. Um, it goes on to say, yeah, she was tried in juvenile court because she was under twenty one at the time of the alleged crimes. Um so yeah, I just wanna, you know, kind of bring that up. Um, in a situation where or you know, we're looking at the times, people really want to play down the atrocities that took place, you know, during the World War, during the Holocaust. They want to deny that the shit even happened in some situations. Um, I think That the best thing that this does is say, hey, this definitely brings the light of it. Because this is probably one of the last times that you're going to have a case like this. So, you know, it's it's once again bringing it up and, and putting a spotlight on it and saying, hey, like, this isn't something that's okay. This was always messed up. And we are going through the hassle of trying this person. And, um, I don't know. I think that that is good to do. And I am happy to cover it. Um even though obviously it was a sad, uh, fucked up situation. And I hope you don't repeat it as people, even though, you know, we find creative ways to make atrocities. Uh, right. Um, and other news, uh, from CNN first on CNN, two Americans held by the Taliban have been released sources tell CNN. Um, so for this one and the next one is actually going to be, um, Afghanistan Taliban related, uh, we can say this is the good news portion and then we'll get into the uh, bad news. Uh, two Americans who had been detained by the Taliban in Afghanistan have been released and are en route to Qatar. Three sources uh, familiar with the matter tell CNN. Two of the sources tell CNN one of its Americans is filmmaker Ivor Shearer, who was arrested along with his Afghan producer, Faizullah Faiz Bakish in August this year while filming in Kabul, according to the Committee to Protect Journalists. He was filming where a U.S. drone had killed Al-Qaeda leader Ayman al Um, Let's see. Uh, CNN, is, CNN is withholding the name of the second American at the request of the family at this time. The status of faiz bakish was not immediately clear so you know this is a you know definitely good news there wasn't much in terms of like why they did this like there wasn't much uh, elaboration on that um i don't know if there was you know something that they've been given or if this was just a good faith thing that the taliban are doing maybe to potentially help with aid and things of that nature um though i mean we can say in the next article it's kind of counter intuitive maybe maybe they're doing some balancing i don't i'm not sure um but this was you know something that you know was good news that kind of came up that i wanted to highlight um let's see here they go into more details and talking about some other stuff that took place with like mark Farish, um which was like a prisoner swap that took place in september uh, da, 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 da. I don't really want to dwell on this one too much. Honestly, the next one is, is definitely bigger to me. Um, so let's see here. Also from the Associated Press, we're going back there. Uh, Taliban ban women from working for domestic foreign NGOs, which are non-government organizations. Um, let's see. The Taliban government on Saturday ordered all foreign and domestic non-government groups um, in Afghanistan to suspend employing women allegedly because some female employees don't wear the Islamic headscarf correctly. Uh, they also severally banned women from attending religious classes at the mosque in the capital of Kabul. Um, now this is like a second wave of actions that have taken place this week. Um, the Taliban also at the top of the week banned women from going to universities. So essentially, if you're at the end of your high school career, you're 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 done. Like after this week, they're like you can't go to university. Another sad thing that is you know response to this, if you're at the end of your university, um, you know career, you know you're about to take your ava- uh, ex- exams, which this is the week that people are going to be doing it. Um, it doesn't matter. Your your whole um time of the university is just done. Um, you can't go back to school to do your, your, your classes and you're not getting your degree. Um, so this was done very intentionally by the Taliban, and um, it's definitely caused a big uproar. Um, women have been protesting in the country, as well as some men, not as many, but some. Also, some men in university have also in solidarity, um, not shown up to their classes in protest um which is you know a big deal i mean obviously these are jobs that you need the financial situation in um afghanistan is very bad you know you know in kabul like this is a job that you know this is an opportunity that you've been working very hard for and to just say hey i'm going to give this up in solidarity is a big deal With that being said, you know, you're a woman and you just don't have the choice. It's just been taken from you. And you've worked your whole life for this. And this means everything to you. Um, potentially even your family. Um, so it's it really is a big shame. It's really sad to see this. Obviously, this goes against what I think, you know, people were hoping for, you know, especially when we did do the um what's the word I'm looking for? Not deployment, the opposite of that. Um, you know, when we left Afghanistan, um, I, I want to say retreat, but that's not the word I wanted to use. But essentially, you know, when we left Afghanistan, I think we were really hoping that, hey, things are definitely going to change for the country, but hopefully, you know, women will be able to do this and that, you know, at least have some level of rights. Um, obviously, the um, international community has really, you know, stood up and said something saying, you know, hey, we are not okay with this. I think, in, bigger um, gesture is um, other Middle Eastern countries you know stepping up saying hey that this is really out of line you know countries like Saudi Arabia um, you know stepping up and saying like no like this is not okay like women should be able to at least be able to go to school be able to work um and and the working thing was definitely new I initially started my research on this just looking up the uh, university thing that took place and then this article came up and I was like damn like, it's even further. And I mean, you see it, though, just kind of like in the, in, um, the Iranian situation, um, the headscarf being a big reason why. Um, they also go on to say that it's all about the mingling of genders, and they really want to try to make that different. Um, they also say that um, if you are a woman, you can go to a mosque if it's a standalone mosque. Um, but once again, you're just making it harder for women to even practice their faith. And you're making it harder for them to have an education. You're making it harder for them to live and be people and have rights equal to their others. Um, it just shouldn't be like that. It's not okay. Uh, I mean, that kind of goes without saying, duh. But, um, you know, I do find that it's an, an this this, um, this struggle because it, when we, we obviously talk about these issues, they're very bad. But then we talk about, hey, what do you do about the aid portion? And it's like, well there's almost a strategy that takes place well we should withhold aid from them and that will hopefully make change but if they you know if the government there if you know the religious leaders there just shrug that off and say okay well, we'll wait you out and that'll be on you um that's that's a problem right like that's uh you know that's an issue um so i don't know obviously you know here at isaiah's newsstand i'm just a podcaster you know i don't have the answers uh (laughs) I'm just here to give you the news, and I hope that sometimes it's good. Um, But yeah, this is definitely something I'm pondering, something I think about, um, but definitely wanted to give some coverage on the situation in Afghanistan this week because it has been making the rounds. Um, Let's see. I got one more story for y'all, and then I will let you go for the day, and hopefully you can celebrate your Christmas Eve or, you know, whatever you're doing when you listen to this. Um, You know, I'll let you get back to it. But you know me, I got to take my break. I got to treat myself, give myself a gift. I got to open it up, see what's in the box. Oh, 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 nice. Okay. Oh. Oh, wow. And what's in the stocking stuffer? Oh, nice, nice. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. all right right. uh personally guys um when i used to do christmas gifts and stuff with my family um the house was very let's open gifts christmas eve night like that was usually a vibe um i think we kind of broke it up into like a weird kind of thirds where like maybe i might get a teaser gift christmas eve if i was like a fiend for it um we'd open some of the gifts on christmas eve night like maybe we wait really late or like even do midnight and then the rest of the gifts we'd open on christmas um which was nice it felt really good um gosh um so this is christmas <laughs> but oh man there's the burps <clears throat> definitely listeners newsies Um, If you'd like to tell me your Christmas routines, Christmas foods and meals, uh, feel free to sound off. Um, I don't know if you're listening on the YouTube, you can do it in the comments. Um, If you are doing this on another platform, feel free to, you know, I don't know, email me or whatever. I do at What is that? Isaiah news one at Gmail dot com. Plug in that early. Um, You can send me that little. um, What's your itinerary? Your Christmas agenda, if you will. Um, But yeah, let's get into some um, the last bit of the news. I don't know. I'm trying to reset the whole this whole episode. I uh, got this from NBC News. Jury finds Tory lane's guilty in the shooting of Megan The Stallion. Uh, Megan The Stallion accused uh, Lanez of shooting her in the foot during an argument after the pair left a party at Ky- Kylie Jenner's home in July 2020. Man. Uh, this is kind of the, uh, beginning of the end of a, fi- of, of a chapter of a long, long engagement. Um, I think a lot of people would say it's gone on for a very long time, too long, just because, I don't know, and, and this is, this is my view on it. I mean, obviously, uh, <laughs> duh, but, um, I do think this was a cut and dry thing from the beginning, and I think people have hinged on certain details to kind of make it a different thing and make their perspective make sense for them. Um, but let's see, uh, I'm kind of going to do a little bit of paraphrasing here, maybe get into the, um, article as we can, but essentially <clears throat> 2020, um, they were, you know, leaving a party and essentially, I guess they got into an altercation She gets out of the car with a friend. They are walking away. Uh Tori Lanes, you know, he pops out of the car. Um, I don't think he actually gets out of the car, but you know, essentially is yelling shit at her, you know, popping off, but then he literally pops off and um you know shoots at her and literally winds up shooting her in the foot, I believe, like in the heel. Now, I think, you know, it's it's a chaotic situation um they get back in the car they are now driving I think to go get her some help and she's then pulled over they are pulled over by the cops and you know essentially the cop is saying you know what's going on what's happened here and this is a, a big point here because this is where a lot of the people who don't believe um you know Megan Thee Stallion in the long run they go well she says I you know hurt my foot on on broken glass that's what happened. Um, you know, essentially, they're just trying to get to a hospital. That's that's the problem. That's the scenario. Now, they get to the hospital. They work on her. Um, there's later a picture that is revealed that, you know, Megan Stiles reveals from the hospital that shows there are bullet fragments in her foot that they have to take out. And, um, you know, essentially when she's on the stand testifying, she's, just, you know, elaborates on the situation that had happened. She's like, the reason I did not tell the cop that I had gotten shot is because I am a black woman in a car with a black man. We are, you know, famous black people, you know, whatever, that's neither here nor there, period, that we are black people. And we I don't want to get caught up in a situation where there's a potential shootout because a man shot me in the fucking foot and I need to get to the hospital. I'm not trying to make this worse. Like... Obviously, I'm paraphrasing here, but I, I, as a black person, I understand that. You know, there is a huge fear in involving the cops in anything that is going on. And it's like, they're there to protect and serve. Yeah, that is what they say on their fucking badges and their fucking cop cars. But when they're actually in practice and they look at you, they think a whole other fucking thing. They automatically look at you as like you're a fucking criminal and they don't give a shit about you. And they're just here to fucking protect themselves and serve some fucking justice. So I understand that narrative completely, fully. You're already in a situation where you're having to literally ride in the car with a motherfucker who shot you. Like, this, is, this isn't this is what you want, okay? Um, And so you're now in a situation where you're now trying to get justice. And she's even gone as far as to say that, like, she wishes that he killed her because of the aftermath of all this. People just, uh, like, literally slandering her viciously. Um, It's one of those things where I even covered and, uh, my Patreon with, uh, Drake, you know, doing these little fucking side disses and shit, um, you know, I go on the internet, and I see, like, that this is a very common thing, it's not just men, I mean, it's definitely a lot of men, for some reason, who are, like, avid Tory Lanez defenders, and I, I, I gotta love with y'all, I, this is me, once again, showing my bias, sprinkling that in, I've listened to Tory Lanez, I'm not fucking impressed, never fucking have been, um, he's a little short guy, little guy, and I mean, honestly, most rappers are uh, average height. Of most rappers is under five five. Um, this man is definitely um helping the statistic. Let me just say that. Um, but I, I do think this is a situation where you're a man who you're you're really drunk. You're in a moment. You are not trying to get talked to in any kind of way, especially if it's negative, and. You have, you know, something to prove and guess what? You have a firearm and next thing you know, you're using it in this fucking argument and now you've hurt someone. You know what I mean? Um, so I mean, yeah, getting to the article, um, he was originally charged with assaults with a semi-automatic firearm and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle. Uh, also another thing too, she said in the moment, like she didn't want to see a black man, you know, done up. Um, that is another thing that if you are a, you know, a couple who, you know, you're both people of color or whatever, you have a person of color in your relationship, that is something you think about. And once again, people go, oh, well, what about doing the right thing? What about justice? You got to think about that first. It's like, dude, fuck that. you I, People who say that shit have never been in anything that they can actually empathize with they just don't have the depth to be able to grasp the real situation at hand or they don't care and they just want to make their silly little point on the internet i love that um okay let me start let me get back to it um let's see carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle prosecutors added a third charge discharging a firearm with gross negligence earlier this month lane's face is a maximum sentence of 22 years and eight months in prison he may also face deportation to his home country of canada after serving uh his sentence which i did not know this nigga was from canada um g'day mate eh? Hey. um but um yeah that was a uh, something i learned reading this article uh also to be honest too i really wasn't too glued to it um you know i definitely like you know megan the stallion i'd be listening to the singles and shit I got to tell you, also, I'm not a big Lanes fan because I wasn't that interested in his music to begin with. Uh, But then hearing the story in 2020, you know, like I said, this has been two years of time. I literally was like, damn, I thought this was already settled and done. Uh, Apparently, though, uh, I didn't know this, but um, he had offered her a million dollars to kind of just be quiet on the shit. Not, you know, not, you know, come up. A big thing, though, that happened in this trial, and I feel like in the public opinion aspect of this, was that Megan the Stallion, who was a victim, was almost put along like in trial as if it was, like, Tory Lanez versus Megan Thee Stallion. That should never be the case. Like, that was not the situation at hand. Um, this is always, you know, Tory Lanez, more or less, versus, like, the state, and the victim is making a statement. Um it's definitely weird the discourse of the people who are like pro Tory lane's you know justice for lanes i don't fucking know i'm standing with with Tory. (laughs) i heard a statement they said yeah you standing in the uh, standing next to the cell my boy um i don't know it's it's a crazy situation there's a lot of guts to the story uh, in terms of the trial um you know uh, what is it megan stallion's um friend i believe was there She had given one testimony, um, in terms of, like, her actual testimony, but then there was, um, recorded, uh, like, an interview, I think, with a cop, which was, like, a contrary thing, so that was, like, a big deal that came up in this, in the situation, um, like I said, Megan Stallion herself actually testified, uh, Tory Lanez didn't, which I think was definitely the smartest thing he could have done um his ass tried to bring his fucking kid alongside the you know the to the trial which i thought was really gross um what else did i want to really cover here um you know there's more i mean there's definitely more you could say he had a whole fucking album that he tried to put up to like you know kind of do as like a press thing uh which i think is kind of gross um megan stallion though herself she put up a single or you know shots fired you know talking about it um excuse me so i mean this is just big and you know hip-hop in terms of just making the rounds obviously now that it's kind of hit a legal crescendo i kind of wanted to get in and kind of do a little summary for ya. um and that's pretty much all i have so um thank you for kicking it with me this christmas at least this christmas eve for me um hopefully you've enjoyed the episode the content um, If you would like to become a newsie, give me the gift of some moony. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, $5, yes, makes you a newsie. It gets you um, access to bonus episodes and um, also gets you access to a Discord uh, that I have open. Uh, I talk, make a little group thing. I'm trying to work on that. Um, also, being a newsie, you get a shout out on the episode once a month. And then also, you can plug something you'd like. Um, either it's something you're doing or potentially a new thing you'd like me to cover. Um, you know, I can put a little spotlight on it. So, yeah, that's an option. Um, also, I'm on all the socials and, uh, you know, I plugged my email for the podcast earlier. So, yeah, check them all out if you'd like. And uh, hopefully, I see you soon for some more good news. I love you guys. Bye bye. Mwah. <laughs>